Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. to hashtag single. I'm Jeanette Bonner, your host. How's everyone doing? Just checking in with you. I hope you're hanging in. This year has been a doozy uh, for all of us, including myself. Uh, Really excited to share our guest expert with you this month. Um, I have with me today Tammy Pickle, who is the VP partner of a family-owned matchmaking company called Elite Connections. Tammy, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me, Jeanette. Um, I'm going to read your bio just so people know a little bit more about you and you feel like um, a real person, Um, (laughs) even though you're just a voice in their heads. Um, But feel free to to chime in afterwards if I'm missing something. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, as I mentioned, Elite Connections uh, has been uh, in in business for over 25 years. They're based out of California, but they currently have offices located in Los Angeles, Miami, New York, Chicago, San Diego, Newport Beach, Palos Verdes and the Bay Area, which is a lot. Um, They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and specialize in matching high-profile professionals. But Tammy also doubles as a dating and relationship expert and coach. And on top of running a company, Tammy co-owns co-runs a nonprofit called Party with a Purpose to benefit children's organizations such as Safe Place for Youth, offering hot food, clothing, and socks to homeless youth in Venice Beach. She is the mother of two beautiful children and resides in Thousand Oaks, California. How'd I do? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Did I get everything? In a nutshell. How was, my, how was my internet stalking? <laughs> That's great. Um, I, no, I, I think that, I mean, your life sounds phenomenal, first of all, but I have um, uh, so many questions I'm excited to ask you. So Elite Connections is a family-owned business, yes? Who started the business and when did you join the company? Yeah, so my mom started the business uh, when I was about 13, and she... Funny story, she joined a matchmaker. She brought home some videotapes. Um, I helped pick out her husband. (laughs) Yeah, and then they've been together ever since, but she just thought like the best guy she's ever met and like that's why she decided to start her company. Um, Was just like, she was single, single mom, like just working hard. And so she met, you know, her husband and she's like, what a great way of meeting people. So she started her own company just about six months after joining that matchmaker. And she just was like, I wanna do this, I wanna help people. I wanna, you know, help people find the one. And so she has been running this company for, it's actually been 26 years. So I kind of grew up in the business and it kind of um, 
grabbed me. I, it was never something that like, oh, I have to be in the family business. I have to work with my mom. I actually went to school. I was, I, I did hair for a while. I went back to school. I wanted to get into counseling. And then I started working more with the matchmaking agency and I was meeting clients and matching clients and making successful matches. And that's when I really fell in love with what I do. So then I have been doing it ever since, um, like about full time the last 20 years. Holy cow. That's, that's not nothing. Like if the business is, you know, you joined it pretty early on. So if the business was founded in 94, you joined around 2000. Right. Yeah. Right. How, and wait, I kind how of, I, yeah, I kind of always worked with her here and there, but like I did other things and then I would work with her on the side and I would come back and then I had kids and then I started coming back working more. And, and I just, um, I always kind of worked with the with her, but I, I really fell in love and like this is my passion when I started meeting with clients and matching them and like really hands on with every person and making friends with my clients and then you get that call like Tammy, family the one, I want you to come to the wedding. And that's when I was like, Oh I love this. I love helping people. I've always been passionate about helping people and working closely with, you know, my clients. Um, so it was it was something that I just felt passionate about that I wanted to do that I love to do. And I think that's, you know, what everybody should, should have in, in their careers is something that they really love to do. But I think that's, you know, I'm grateful to my mom for creating this company, but we kind of started from one office and then we've grown to about 13, um, nationwide and international offices. So, you know, I've kind of worked with her and helped grow this business as well. We're a good team and we have a large matchmaking team that works with us and just love, love what I do. Well, I mean, kudos to your mom, first of all, for right. being a woman-owned business at a time where that wasn't the norm and yeah. not just like creating a woman-owned business, but growing it to the uh, the place that you are now. That's not nothing. That's, yeah. I think that is a huge story. Like that should be a, um, a, a model for lots of young women who want to pursue their dream. And I imagine like... <laughs> I can't even imagine what like the dating industry was like in 1994. Right. Um, how, how has it changed? I mean, yeah. aside from like the biggest obvious change is like the transition to digital, but how have you seen the company change from like its beginning to where we're at now? Yeah, it's, it's super funny because we used to just put together profiles and we would send them through the mail. And oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was pre and it would take forever to make matches, you know, cause like, and then you call them, Hey, did you get my mail? Did you see her? You know, do you want to meet her? And it would take like weeks and weeks to set up a match that now we can like email or text in, in moments. And like, so yeah, it's changed a lot. It's, it's changed a whole lot from through snail mail to now, you know, everything's online, but that's, that's kind of a difference with our company. We don't have an online database. We're very private with our clients information. So it's not like a typical online match.com or whatnot. Like we as matchmakers are like picking and choosing which matches we think are going to be best. And then we ask each person, are you interested? Are you interested? We get yeses from both people. So it's a really, um, hands-on approach that we know everyone personally, and then we're making matches. Um, but it's so much easier with the, the, 
databases that we have for us to be able to search through our thousands of clients versus we used to sit down when we sat down with clients, we would show them a book of pictures and flip through <laughs> pictures, you know, and now everything binders is Binders so- of women. Yeah. <laughs> like literally binders of women. That's so Right, great. right. <laughs> and now everything is obviously paper free and, and which is great for the environment. Yeah. Um, but just so much easier just to even like right now we're meeting people virtually to sign them, which is so great. Like who, you know, 20 years ago, would you ever have thought we'd be doing all of this? Yeah. That makes me so. think of, do you know this, um, there was an Ellen episode. There was this this clip that went viral. Someone found, I think it was from like the Love Connection, the TV show yeah. of, of these three guys. And it was like so analog. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hilarious. And it became so viral because people were like, oh my God, this was dating back then. And then right. Ellen did a follow-up on her show of like, where are they now? And she brought one of the guys back on. Do you know the, the oh, video cute. I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen it, but that's Oh awesome. my God. I'm going to send it to you. It's all yeah. it makes me think of is like these guys with, you know, <laughs> these like terrible sweaters from the eighties being like, hello. I'm Joe. You know, like, just, just terrible. I yeah, can't imagine dating on VHS. It's so awful. Right. And that's how my mom, when she joined with that other company, it was all video. So she tried to do the same thing. But she was like, it was so hard to have to edit. And, like, you know, the, the quality was horrible. And so she's like, I'm just doing pictures. Like, scrap the video idea. I'm just doing pictures. Yeah. Well, and also that's interesting because she, like, sort of – implemented herself into the process, right? Like, so as opposed to just being like, hey, here's 800 guys that you can look at their VHSs. Right. Um, You know, she said, I'm going to make the matches and introduce you, which sort of changed the game. Right, right. Yeah. She kind of made her own idea of what's going to be a good, you know, way of introducing people. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So going by the name of your company and the fact that in your description, it says you cater to high profile professionals. It sounds like your company is um, quite selective. How do you guys find your clients and where do you look for for their their dates and their matches? Yeah, most of our clients do come directly to us. They are interested in a matchmaking agency. Maybe they've dated online. It's not for them. They're not, you know, meeting the right types of people that way. So majority of our clients are contacting us. They're researching a matchmaker. They're looking into a company like ours. So I'd probably say, you know, 95% of our clients have contacted us directly. Um, But we do get referrals. We ask for referrals sometimes if we're searching for someone. You know, we're kind of always out and about. And I mean, I found matches on LinkedIn. And, and social medias and things like that as well. But the percentage is smaller um, of the clients that we're finding kind of out of our database. Um, but yeah, most of our clients are busy professionals. We really do work for all ages, all walks of life. But, you know, somebody that wants to invest in a company like ours is, you know, um, a professional and they're pretty serious about, you know, investing in a company that can search and recruit on their behalf. Um But then we have different ways too. If somebody came to us and we maybe were searching for someone and we thought it was a good fit, 
then maybe we would just bring them in, interview them, go through the whole process and make a complimentary introduction for someone we were searching for. So not always does somebody need to join on on like a, you know, $15,000 membership. If we were searching for someone, you know, we are working for our clients and searching for our clients. So if somebody came to us and we thought it was a good fit, then we could possibly make a match for that person. So not necessarily do they have to invest in a large membership to work yeah. with us. I, well, I, that makes smart because you're, you're sort of already limiting who's meeting who, right? As right. opposed to like exposing were, them to more people. Right. Like if it were just member to member, our pool would be much smaller. Right. Um, so our database consists of full members, membership where they're, maybe their membership has expired, but they're kept in the system. And then members where we might have brought them in to meet someone else and we're not working full time for them, but they're just part of our database. So it just makes our pool much larger than if it were just, oh, I'm only going to introduce you to other members, the pool would be smaller. Right. Yeah. Right. So one of your, um, uh, I guess job descriptions is celebrity matchmaker. Could we, could we dish on that a little bit? Well, we work for, <laughs> yeah, we work for high profile and celebrity clients, um, as well. I mean, people, they come to us, they, they really want us to match them, um, outside of who they're normally meeting. Um, uh, they're private, they don't want their information out there on a uh -huh. website, whatnot, you know. So we do have a lot of celebrity clients, can't really talk about it. I mean, there's a few people that I've matched on, you know, shows and things like that. Um, uh, Latoya Jackson, we matched on her show. Um, we were on the Housewives of Orange County matching, uh, Tamara's mom, those types of people that is like kind of out there. I yeah. can talk about it, but... Um, uh, yeah, you know, people that are, are, are clients, we have to be, you know, private and cautious of their information. That makes a lot of sense. I think to like, you're not going to be on like Tinder if you're, you know, like LeBron James, like you're just right. like, you're just, if you're a famous person, you're not going to have, um, a, a dating profile. I had a, um, a match once with Adam Duritz, which is a lead singer of Counting Crows. And I was oh. like, is this real or is this an ad? Was my right. first thought. I was like, is this a bot? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was totally. like, this. But then I was like, oh my God, what would you do if you were single and you were a well known person? Um, you can't just, just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't want to be putting yourself out there because people would just match you without wanting to date you. They would just want to. I don't know, connect for the wrong reasons. So Right, right. Which is which is also tricky because I do have like very high profile celebrity clients that they're like, Well, I don't want them to know who I am right off the bat and that's the only reason they wanna meet me. So it is tricky to just like they're very well known. So if you send over a picture, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, I know who that is. So we almost have to mm. sometimes make blind dates with a very appropriate match, of course, um, and uh, and like kind of give an overview and not really give details sometimes, like first and last names and things like that, because you don't want them to be only interested because they are a celebrity. Right. Oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like I think right. about like Meghan Markle going on the date with with like Prince Harry for the first time. And, right. you know, like, like if you told me, yeah, I have, I have a date for you. You're going to go to date with Prince Harry. <laughs> you know, 
I mean, like, you would talk yourself out of it before you even met. You couldn't be a genuine person. Right. And there's there's a lot of judgment involved as well. You know, you're like, oh, I, I already, I know everything about them because they have a public persona. Right. And X, Y, Z, I like that. I don't like that. So... Oh my gosh. I just think that's like such a, what a cool job. I'm, yeah, sure, it's, it I'm sure it's dramatic and challenging, but it sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. We, you know, there's a lot of first dates that go awry, but it happens. And, you know, sometimes it takes some time to find the right person, but we do have a pretty good success rate. Uh, just, I think because people are a bit more serious that come to us versus dating a bunch of people online. Um, you know, I think that they really uh, are investing and they're serious about finding the right person. So I feel like they give it more of an effort um, if they're mm. coming to us versus what I've heard from online. I mean, people have met that way. I'm not totally bashing it. No, please but- bash it. That's what I do on this ah! podcast. Like all the time I talk about how trashy online dating is. Like it's right. so, so awful. <laughs> I mean, almost all my clients, like either you've heard horror stories or they've, they, you know, of just people catfishing, people, you know, asking for things, people being deceitful, lying about who they are, their photos, their bios they could be you know uh, murderers for god's sakes Truly. so right you, you know we we kind of do all that screening and making sure they look like their photos they're not using something that's you know 10 years old that they're not lying about who they are or where they live you know and, and they really live in their mom's basement and they say they are some millionaire <laughs> you know we, we we that would make a great reality show though by right way. <laughs> right it and happens like, though. Plot twist. <laughs> it totally really... happens. I actually had somebody come to me and he, and you know, we don't take on everyone as a client. So like if we found out something on someone, then we wouldn't take them on as a client if we didn't feel they were matchable. Right. But like, you know, criminal histories and things like we detect and then we're not going to help somebody that has some kind of you know, bad criminal background. Um, and online, they would just not divulge that. And then you don't know who you're meeting or who you have your kids around. So it's pretty scary out there, espe- yeah. like especially for women. Um, you have to be careful about who you're meeting and do your own research and do your own background. And don't just let every anybody into your life because you trust them. I mean, it's, it's a great big world and you, we gotta be careful. So does that mean that you guys do background checks? We do. On your we do. Oh. Yeah. And, and people are okay with that? They're comfortable yeah. with that? Yeah. They sign off that we will do background check, uh, divorce history. <gasps> we, we, yeah. We, do, uh, we check on um, what they do for a living, um, education even. So, yeah, we kind of do uh, overall background, making sure they are who they say they are. Making sure they like- live where they say they live. I feel like I would want to employ a matchmaker just to do, just for like the screening process. Right. I, I like, have girlfriends that they're like, Tammy, Tammy, do, I got his birthday and his name. Do a background on him. I'm like, oh you got God. it. Yeah. Like if I knew, I just want to know that the person I'm meeting is not a complete asshole before I meet Right. Like, that's so valuable. Like that's worth 15 grand a year to me probably. Right. Definitely. Oh my God. Um, so this has come up before. I've just been like, um, I think the general impression uh, from someone outside of the matchmaking industry is that women, 
uh, tend to be in the matchmaking database more, like there's a higher percentage of them there, and men tend to employ matchmakers more. Do you know what the percentage of male to female clients is for elite? Are you female heavy? Are you skewed in one direction? Um, yeah, I mean, actually both men and women do um, hire us. And I would say more women like 40 and older um, hire us to help them um, versus maybe some younger women. They are not going to invest in a company like our, like ours. So they would just be part of a database. And if we were if we were to have matches for them, then we would, you know, possibly make the matches, but there's no guarantee to be in a database. So that's the difference of working for someone, guaranteeing a certain amount of matches, working for them full time. But I do have 20 something year old women that have joined and paid full memberships because they're very serious and they want us to, you know, work for them, send them uh, appropriate matches on a regular basis versus just be put in the system. Um, so, I mean, Numbers wise, I'd probably say we, yeah, we probably have a bit more men than women, maybe, you know, uh, 60% paying male clients versus 40% paying female clients. So we work for both. Um, I don't know, you know, how, uh, I mean, there are some companies that really just work for men um, Mm -hmm. that we're, we're not that company. We work for both men and women. That's great. That's great to hear. I mean, I think that like there sh- there should be parity representation, God willing, in the entire world in every industry. I don't know why. I think that's sort of an antiquated patriarchal holdover from a, a previous system. The idea of like finding a woman, a, an appropriate woman for a man that's like finally ready to settle down and get married. Right. So it, I think it's really encouraging to hear that women are are taking their lives and their futures into their own hands and coming to you when they're ready and being like, I'm, I'm freaking tired of Bumble and, yeah. and, and help me out here. Help a girl out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. We, we, you know, yeah, I don't know how companies don't work for both men and women, you know, but that's their, their choice. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it takes, it takes two, uh, <laughs> you know, you need, you need both. Um, to be able to, and, and like a great match is like one paying versus another paying. Like that's what we always go for is like two full members that are totally invested and totally into it and then interested in each other. I mean, those are always the best matches anyways, because yeah. you know, you're invested, you know, you want to meet the right person. If you're, you know, reached out to a company like ours, you've invested in it, you know, you, you really are serious. So those are the best matches that we typically make. That makes sense. So you yeah. guys, cause you also call yourself a dating coach and a relationship expert. Are you just using these skills for your clients? Or are you offering these services, um, to people who aren't necessarily members of elite? Um, so yeah, typically I, as a matchmaker am helping coach guide all my clients throughout the process. We work very closely together. I get feedback on all matches and how it went so I can kind of help them if they did something wrong or said something wrong, or they talked about their ex or they, they were, you know, um, said something weird or whatever. Like I can help them relay and that will help them in their next date or whatnot. So, um, I kind of help my clients throughout the process. We do have some dating coaching, um, through another matchmaker of mine that helps 
client, uh, people that are not clients. So she has like a weekly, um, zoom that you can join on for kind of dating coaching, even if you're not a client of ours. Hmm. That's super nice. Yeah. So we can kind of help everyone, even if they're not a client or they're not quite ready and they're like, no, I'm just kind of out of something and I, I want a little bit more help. So she kind of puts together coaching. And then if you want to join, then, you know, we can, we can work together after that. Yeah. I think, I mean, <laughs> this sort of leads into my next question because I think we're all here at this place. I was just curious sort of what the number one question or issue or concern was that your clients have for dating in the current climate. Yeah, it's it's been tricky. Um, three months ago, it was like non-existent. <laughs> um, because, you know, people couldn't meet in person. So you were chatting, you were virtually chatting. And I actually did have a, a few good connections of people really getting to know each other um, versus maybe going on a date and then like, ah, oh, didn't feel the connection and let's move on. And they were really getting to know each other a little deeper and like a friendship and a foundation. So I did have a few people that were chatting and then they ended up meeting a couple months later in person. They went for a walk or a hike and mm -hmm. then, you know, really giving it a shot. And they're, you know, they're still chatting. So I feel like there was some positives and negatives with the whole, you know, COVID and lockdown. And now things are progressing, you know, the outdoor restaurants are, you know, opening and people are like kind of sick of being stuck at home. So they're more, I'm, my, my phone's kind of ringing off the hook. Like, I don't want to do this again alone. Like help me find someone. <laughs> so true story. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, people now are like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I don't think anyone is like, no. Um, and even if they don't want to go to like a super crowded beach or restaurant or whatever, then they'll do something quieter, a little picnic or a little walk or whatnot. But everyone is like, get me out, help me meet someone, especially cause like, we're still not really getting out very often. Um, and when we are, we're all masked up. And so it's hard, it's hard to meet someone. And, and so I, I you know, my, really my, my phone's ringing off the hook. All my clients are like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then new clients as well. So I, I, I mean, I think we're heading in the right direction. Nobody wants to be stuck alone again. So like, help me find the one that I can be stuck with if this happens again. <laughs> I think that's so interesting. I mean, obviously I think a lot of us, including myself have felt like some very heavy, loneliness during quarantine, yeah. um, which has driven us to pick up the app apps, <laughs> plural, yeah. in moments of boredom um, or thinking, oh, man, why am I by myself? Like, why don't I have a partner? Like, it's made us really reevaluate our lives. But at the same time, like every time I had that thought, I would counter it by thinking, do you know if I was stuck here with a person, however, I'm like... I'm not sure that that would be a better solution. You know, like you can't guarantee that just because you're not alone doesn't mean you're happy or, 100%, yeah. or like it doesn't, it's not a buffer. It's not a guarantee that like, if we get stuck in lockdown again, like it'll go better. It might, I heard horrible stories of people fighting and like, Oh yeah. Not needing, uh, like needing to be in separate rooms all day. It's just like a lot of time together. Yes. Yes. 100%. It was rough on a lot of people and a lot of relationships. So um, you either grow through it or you grow apart. You know, it, it happens. Um, but 
you know, I think it, it, it does make you reevaluate. Um, just kind of life is short and I, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can to try to find my person, not just any person, but like the person that I want to be with. If that's, what you want. It, yeah. it may not be. You might be totally happy with yourself and your friends and your family and you don't need, you know, you don't need someone and, and that's totally fine too. Or, you know, you date until you find that right person. I mean, desperation is, you know, a huge turnoff for, for anyone um, that you're, you know, out meeting somebody. So, you know, you don't want to be desperate to find somebody. You want just to be happy by yourself and just that person would just be icing on the cake. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you do this for a living. <laughs> You're a pro. Um, so I have some um, like listener questions. Yeah. That, would you be open to answering them? Of course. I just pulled some people in um, a really non-personal way just on social media just to be like, hey, if you could ask um, some questions of a dating coach, what would you want to know? Yeah. Um, so... Um, one of the questions uh, that uh, I think this one's a little heavy. It's a little heavy maybe to start off with, but um, especially because you have locations in other countries, I thought you might be the right person to answer this. Okay. Um, do you feel as if the dating culture in the U.S. is worse than in other cities? Um, maybe... Maybe harder, um, you know, uh, uh, some of the bigger cities, I just hear people are go, 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 not stopping to chat with people, um, you know, just you're on, you're in your routine and um, versus some other countries are maybe a little bit more laid back and they're more social and they have more time for themselves. I mean, you know, Europe, like everybody stops and has like a two hour, you know, lunch in the middle of the day right. and they enjoy and they go to coffee shops and they're outdoors and they, even though the weather's like usually like crap, but like everybody's like enjoying themselves and like going to lunch and going to happy hours and they're just like stopping to smell the flowers a little bit. Um, so I think in, in the States, it's a little um, routine. Um, you know, and that's why it's hard to meet someone. You get stuck in your routine. We all work really, really hard, mm -hmm. long, long hours. Um, and other, you know, countries are a little bit more like, let's enjoy life and work less. I agree. And I think yeah. that definitely like one of the values in America, I mean, this is definitely what the country was founded on is, um, success is merit based, mm -hmm. right? So success comes to those that put in the time that put in the work and work hard. So, you know, how many times have you heard people brag about the fact that they put in a 60 hour work week yeah. or that they got four hours of sleep? That's my least favorite when people are like, Oh, I only got three hours of sleep last night. I'm like, that's not something to celebrate. That's yeah. horrible. That's horrible um, for your health. Right. <laughs> It's like, yeah. you know, you're like, look how strong I am. I'm here at work. I only, I didn't, I, I sacrificed my well-being so I could be here at work. Right. So, um, agreed. Yeah. If you're putting a value on work, uh, over your health, your friendships, your social connections, dating, um, it's, it's, it's imbalanced. I think right. you're, you're absolutely right. Right. Europe's and that's why you gotta got make, you gotta, yeah, you gotta make the time. I don't, you don't know how many times I hear, well, I'm so busy with work. I don't have time to meet this person for two weeks. And I'm like, you are going to be single forever if you don't make more of an effort. 
if you don't meet this person and show that you're interested and show that you can give them some time and attention, especially in the beginning. So it's, you know, it's all, it's all about priorities and making that effort and that time to focus if that's what you want, like focus your energy on that, on that person or getting to know that person or finding that person. It's, yeah. it's, it's all up to you. Especially because if you don't have time for dating, like relationships take so, there's such a time suck. Like people don't realize, like (laughs) if you don't have time to date, you do not have time for a relationship. I hate to tell you. Right. And it's hard. You know, you have a, you have a busy job. You have a very committed job. You have children, you know, the younger they are, the harder it is because you're running them around and whatnot. Yeah, it's hard. How do you find the time? But you can. You can, or, you know, if it's a priority, then you will, you'll make it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is also a little, I'm just going to hit you with all the hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, sh- this woman wanted to know, um, what is more important? This is super subjective, but let's just see what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, what is more important, truth or love? Oh, I know that's like an intense question. It implies a lot because it sounds like there's a huge story to like, why can't you have the two at the same time? But I also hear the underscore for me is like, do you have to sacrifice one for the other? I guess. Um, I mean, I think, I think you need both for sure. Um, but if I were to weigh them, I, I would probably, you know, say, a true love is is very important, but I think truth come uh, being truthful and, and trusting someone is is huge. If you don't have that, then you can't have a solid you know relationship. But you know, a hundred percent investing love, um, genuine love is is gonna take you through the hard times. Um, but you know, I think with that trust comes. Um, and trust will be there if you fully, truly love someone and, and they feel the same. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, I know that's like intense, but I, I, that's also like, I appreciate the depth of that question. You know, I'm sure you hit very intense moments with your clients. And like, we're hearing from you a lot of positivity and a lot of success stories, but I imagine that the, the flip side of that coin is ever present of people that are like, this isn't working. I've invested all this money in this time and it's still not working. Like, and the self-loathing and the implication mm-hmm. of not being able to find someone is something that I think a lot of single people grapple with. Right. Right. And, and that's why I, I love to be the fly on the wall and hear both sides of the story because it's like a friend introducing two friends. They may get two sides of the story and then you could come together and maybe help them out or or build a bridge or let somebody know uh, like I had I had a, a male a male client and he was like really wanting to get married, have a child, like almost desperate about it and he would go on his dates and he would be like, uh, first thing that comes out of his mouth. So do you want to be married? Do you want to have children? How many children do you want? Like, uh, I'm the last child that hasn't had a child or been married. Mm. And like, my mom is bugging me, you know, when am I going to find someone? And like, um, you're turning people off. And like, I was 
I was grateful that I heard these stories that I was able to help him. And like, he actually went on a, a date not long ago and he was on his best behavior and you know, he's still with that person because I think Aww. he didn't ruin it on the first date or scare her away. So sometimes it's so nice to be able to, you know, be that fly on the wall and help people where they wouldn't have normally gotten that help. Um, so it's, you know, it's, I'm grateful to be able to help advise, be there for people. And, and you know, I love to listen and, and, you know, what happened and, you know, help them throughout this process, because I think everybody needs it. Even if you're, the best dater in the world. I mean, things happen and like, Oh, you know, you're talking too much about your, your drama or your, you know, your family drama or this or that. I mean, nobody's perfect. And like, sometimes it just helps to be that friendly ear, um, that can, you know, help someone. I had, I had another client that they, they were like, um, okay, we went on a third date and he's like, you know, um, he won't touch me. He's scared to hug me. He's like, and she would like to that feel mm -hmm. a little bit more comfortable. So then I relate to him. Like maybe if you're comfortable when you go to the movies, like put your arm around her or give her a hug when you leave. I think that that would be nice. And so I just helped push him because he wasn't quite comfortable. He didn't know her thoughts. I mean, we're not talking about it, but I was able to let him know. Yeah, she would be comfortable with a hug or, you know, kiss on the cheek or something like that. You're like the little angel on everyone's shoulder. You're like, Psst, maybe right. they like this. Maybe you should try this. I want that. <laughs> maybe you should do something else. Um, this, here's another intense question, but you're doing okay. great. Okay. <laughs> How do you become a priority, not an option? Um, I think it's just timing and the right person and not being... Um, you know, uh, just let them come to you. Don't, um, be too intense, you know, just let them, let them come to you. Let them know that you're interested, but don't be too demanding or needy. Um, really let them let you know that they're interested. They want to see you. Um, they're making an effort. Um, so you're saying give space to let people know. So that's sort of contradictory. You know, if you want to let someone, if you want to be a priority to someone, you're saying give them space to. Well, give let them, them come to you. Yeah, yeah, let, yeah, yeah. Let, let them, them come, come to, to that you. decision on their own. Yeah, let them come to you. Don't be too um, pushy with, like, I want to see you every week. Like, you want them to make you a priority as well. Um, right. So many. But they have to come to it in their own time. Right, right. You yeah. can't push somebody into it they need to want to be with you and make you a priority and make the effort with you. So you don't want to be too pushy. Like, um, I, I need to talk to you every day. I need to, you know, see you every three days. Um, you want them to really make an effort, but like if you are hearing from them and it's not quite often, but you've been dating for a few months, you do want to let them know. I would love to talk to you, you know, every once in a while. And I love, I love when I hear from you and I love, I love to see you on the weekends, like let them know what you want also, because they might not realize that you want to see them that often. Um, but in the beginning mm -hmm. it's a little tricky cause you, you know, you want you can't be too needy in the beginning as well. I think, so. I think that question also stems from the fact that like 
especially for those of us on apps, like because it seems going back to our binders of women that there is a bottomless list or pit um, of of people, especially in New York City or some of these bigger cities that you guys are represented in. Um, So, you know, the minute that we have a little bit of "Mm, this isn't working or discomfort or whatever, we realize, well, there's so many more. I'm going to move on. So with this sense of like, I have so many options, I don't have to settle for anything I don't like. How does one make themselves become a priority or stand out um, amongst this like this in this mass indecision do you follow Um, what I'm saying yeah and that that I think is just with the right person you'll feel a connection and they'll feel it too and and, and if somebody's dating a bunch of different people do you want to be with that person and if you're dating a bunch of different people then maybe your priorities are elsewhere too Um, so if you really like someone, then you would kind of invest your time and energy into that one person and getting to know that person and vice versa. I mean, with with our company, we only make one match at a time. Uh, we don't make multiple matches with multiple people. We really want somebody to give their all to one person, um, really see how it's going, if it's going in the right direction. And, you know, we we would then make a match if it wasn't going the right direction, another match. So that's kind of our motto is like invest yourself fully into that person. How can you really get to know three different people at one time um, well or or give them your attention or your focus or your energy um, if it's all in different directions? Absolutely. And that's like, again, like we're talking mostly about the the app culture, which is – Mainly where I'm based. I don't have a personal matchmaker, even though I'd love one. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you are having multiple or you're attempting to have multiple conversations, probably across multiple apps simultaneously. Um, So and I I think that I absolutely agree with you. I think that actually works against all of us. Well, conversations are one thing because sometimes they don't pan out. You don't meet the person or when you do meet the person, it's not a connection. But I I mean, I guess I was meaning like really meeting with someone and connecting with them and then dating multiple people at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, if I'm like, no, I don't want to have too many conversations. Like I'm definitely like I don't want to have too many dates at the same time. I'm not going to be dating a different person every day of the week. That's not... um, I don't, again, I don't see how that could help anybody. You just get distracted. Like, weren't you the person that liked the color purple? Oh, sorry. Right. That was yesterday. You know? <laughs> Where are my notes? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my short end? Um, so I know that you've done a lot of other podcasts. You've appeared in a lot of publications about dating. And I've written some as well, and I'm sure you get asked this um, all the time. So I'm going to flip the question. Instead of asking you for your top three like pieces of advice or tips for improving your dating game, I want to hear your top three no's. Ah. Like your top three don'ts. Like don't do these. Yeah. Um, let's see. Don't be too demanding. Um, you know, you have your expectations too high um, on someone that you're meeting. Um, you know, so- sometimes you he- like, oh, I didn't hear from him today. I didn't hear from him the next day. Like, you know, in the beginning, don't have too high of expectations because his expectations are different than your expectations. So just like go with the flow, 
be chill, you know, don't go into it like you're going to marry this person, like enjoy their company, make a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. that, that would be one, um, you know, don't be Debbie Downer. Um, nobody wants to hang out with the drama girl, the one that's always drama or, or negative or, um, talking about like how crummy her life is or what she's going through or, or he, um, you know, you don't, nobody even wants a friend like that. Nobody Mm. wants to hang out with a friend that's like, Oh, pity party, poor me, this and that. Like you want to be with somebody positive and happy and upbeat and life is good. So, um, that would be something else. Um, you know, don't pigeonhole yourself in, height and look and Mm. what he does or what they do for a living like be open-minded um don't be don't be too narrow in what you're looking for um you know the the pool is is small if you are very narrow-minded so just be open with that that person and give somebody a shot somebody's reaching out and they're they won't stop, you know, asking you out, like, give them a shot. Like people grow on you. Um, you know, somebody may just be the one. I mean, I actually, you know, I've seen so many times they're like, mm, not really feeling it. I'm like, but he really was interested in seeing you again. I say, give it a second shot. Um, how well did you get to know him over that one hour dinner date? And they go out again and she's like, you're right. He really, really opened up the next time I saw him, you know, he was nervous and maybe he wasn't quite himself on the first date. So just be open, be open to different possibilities, be open to that friend's introduction, be open to trying something different, trying something new. Those were super solid. Thank you. That was like, (laughs) what? I love that. I absolutely all of them. I was like, mm, I was like shaking my head over here. I'm like, yes, yes, that's so great. I like, I, you know, I just try to like live my life in general by those standards. So thank yes. you for sharing that with us. Yes. Um, I wanted to just ask, just to wrap this up, if you would be open to sharing your favorite success story with us. You can obviously leave like personal details out, but if there's one story that really moved you or it really felt like you've changed someone's life for the better. I would love if you'd share it with us. Yeah. So, um, actually one of my first matches, um, they were in two different cities. I had to kind of push her into meeting him. Um, she was in LA, he was in Vegas, but, um, he could live anywhere. And I, I kind of knew right off the bat, I knew them both and I knew they would be perfect together. He really wanted, um, like a down to earth girl, maybe not originally from LA cause he's kind of, um, salt of the earth, kind of farmer guy, horse guy, you know, not typical LA raised, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, I would love somebody that like maybe wasn't born and raised in LA and they had like, um, you know, maybe they were born on, uh, you know, in a small town somewhere outside of the city, that kind of thing. So I just, I knew it was a a good match. I had to kind of talk her in it. She's like, Vegas, I don't know about Vegas. And I'm like, I'm like, but he's in LA. He would totally relocate for the right person. And I think you should meet him. He's in LA this next weekend. And like, just, just meet him. I know you're going to really like him. And she saw his information. She saw his photo. She's like, he seems great, but Vegas. And I'm like, you just, just do it. 
So they met and like right after I caught a call from both of them. They're like, oh my God, she was great. I'm going to marry this girl. <gasps> and she called me and she's like, he was so great. I really, really felt a good connection. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes. So they saw each other, you know, weekly for the next year. And uh, they ended up together. They actually live in both places now, back and forth. Uh, his business is in Vegas and hers is in um, LA, but they ended up getting married and having babies and they're totally happy. But, um, it just, I, I, it was something that I had to push on them and I knew it was going to be a good match and it was, uh, so that's, that's one of my favorites. That's so rewarding and yeah, satisfying. It is. It is. Oh. That's why I do this. It really is. It really <laughs> is amazing to help two people that you like know are going to be good together, and then they are so grateful and for forever. I I still get pictures of them and their kids uh, oh years God. and years later. Yeah, it's very sweet. You're like the gynecologist when you go to the gynecologist's office, and, like all the babies are on the wall, yeah. and they're like, "You helped deliver this baby." Totally. I yeah. You get the Christmas photo. <laughs> Uh, totally. <laughs> oh, Tammy, I want you to match me up so badly. <laughs> yeah, where are you? Where do you live? I'm in New York City. Oh, I got a lot of good New Yorkers. Let's Bring do it. this. Bring it. As long as they're okay <laughs> if I talk about them discreetly on the podcast. <laughs> totally, right? Yes, that'd be fun. I'm going to match you. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Oh my god, that would be amazing! Like a follow-up episode. Yes, <laughs> Jeanette's been on eighty dates. Um, please no, change my great. life. I appreciate I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna totally match you. We'll we'll oh connect god, and yes. I'll, I'll get all your details and I'll totally make you good matches. Oh my god, I'm so in. I'm so in. Stay tuned, you guys, because right? you, you don't want to miss. <laughs> I'm like the next episode of of whatever reality show we're creating. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it so it. much. Tammy, thank you so much for. Uh, joining me on hashtag single and um, just letting us into your world and letting us know about um, matchmaking. I don't think it's a, um, a thing that a lot of people know about, especially single people that this is like, you don't have to spend your life on the stupid apps. Um, and you can seek help if you, if you need to. And then there's a lot of success around matchmaking too. So I just appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your, um, your heart with us. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Right. Well, if, if people want to, just to wrap up, if people want to work with you or, um, maybe just to become a non-paying member, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, reach out to us, EliteConnections.com. There's more information. You can fill out a profile, all of that. It just comes directly to us. We don't have an online database, but you can contact us that way. Uh, my email is Tammy at EliteConnections.com. My number is 800 923 4200. I love that. Anything else? Do you want That's Instagram it. tags? Do you want LinkedIn? Tam- Tammy Pickle, Elite Connections. We're everywhere. Just, just find love us. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you again, Tammy. Um, I look forward to um, reconnecting with you and and seeing what can happen. And and maybe you can help some other Hashtag Single listeners along the way. Yay. Thank you, Jeanette. Cool. All right. That's it for this episode of Hashtag Single, you guys. We will catch you next time. (laughs) 